Thank you for joining us for this Good Friday. Um, even though we're apart, we are together in spirit and uh, online. Uh, I'd like to just kind of tell you what we're doing tonight. Um, this service is going to be a, a combination of songs and readings focusing on the death of Christ, our Savior. And as we go through this time, uh, you know, some of these scriptures are scriptures you've heard read before, uh, but I want you to um, really try to just remove any distractions that may be around you um, and, and just take this time to focus on the death of Christ and, and what that means. And so we'll be reading some scriptures and and then the songs that we sing will we'll be having the same themes. And a lot of the songs... Um, Maybe songs you haven't heard before, um, so sing along with us if you can, but also take this time uh, to just meditate and, and reflect on the lyrics and, and what they are saying, because these, we, we've selected these songs very specifically um, for the truths they proclaim about Christ and what happened um, on that afternoon uh, many years ago. Um, so let's pray before we begin our time together. Heavenly Father, we, we ask you this evening to open our eyes to the truths of what happened on the cross. Father, the, the truths that, that are contained within that what happened on that cross 2,000 years ago, are truly too great for us to understand in our own power. So Father, we're asking you through the power of your Holy Spirit to reveal to us, to illumine our minds, that, that through your scriptures and through these songs, that you might magnify Christ in our hearts. Lord, would you give us a, 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 a fresh understanding of what the death of Christ means for us and for the world. Lord, we ask that you would bless our time tonight. And we ask this in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our time tonight is going to begin with a scripture reading. And uh, this is found starting in John chapter 18, the gospel of John chapter 18, starting in verse 33. This is after Jesus has been questioned by the high priest, and now he's in front of Pilate. Here's what it says. So Pilate entered his headquarters again and called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you say this of your own accord, or did others say it to you about me? Pilate answered, I, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you over to me. What have you done? And Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from the world. Then Pilate said to him, so you are a king. And Jesus answered, you say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born and for this purpose I have come into the world. To bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. And Pilate said to him, what is truth? After he had said this, he went back outside to the Jews and told them, 
I find no guilt in him, but you have a custom that I should release one man for you at the Passover. So do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? They cried out again, not this man, but Barabbas. Barabbas was a robber. Then Pilate took Jesus and flogged him. And the soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head and arrayed him in a purple robe. They came up to him saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and struck him with their hands. Pilate went out again and said to them, See, I am bringing him out to you that you may know that I find no guilt in him. So Jesus came out, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, Behold the man. When the chief priests and the officers saw him, they cried out, crucify him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, take him yourselves and crucify him, for I find no guilt in him. The Jews answered him, we have a law and according to that law, he ought to die because he has made himself the son of God. When Pilate heard this statement, he was even more afraid. He entered his headquarters again and said to Jesus, where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. So Pilate said to him, you will not speak to me. Do you not know that I have authority to release you and authority to crucify you? Jesus answered him, you would have no authority over me at all unless it had been given you from above. Therefore, he who delivered me over to you has the greater sin. From then on, Pilate sought to release him, but the Jews cried out, If you release this man, you are not Caesar's friend. Everyone who makes himself a king opposes Caesar. So when Pilate heard those words, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judgment seat at a place called the Stone Pavement and an Aramaic Gabbatha. Now it was the day of preparation of the Passover. It was about the sixth hour. He said to the Jews, Behold, your king. They cried out, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said, shall I crucify your king? And the chief priests answered, we have no king but Caesar. So he delivered him over to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus and he went out bearing his own cross to the place called the place of a skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. There they crucified him. And with him, two others, one on either side and Jesus between them. Pilate also wrote an inscription and put it on the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this inscription for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city. And it is written in Aramaic, in Latin, and in Greek. So the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, do not write the king of the Jews, but rather this man said, I am the king of the Jews. Pilate answered, what I have written, I have written. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his garments and divided them into four parts. One part for each soldier, also his tunic. But the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. So they said to one another, let us not tear it, but cast lots for it to see whose it will be. This was to fulfill the scripture, which says, they divided my garments among them. And for my clothing, they cast lots. So the soldiers did these things, but standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother, And his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, 
said to fulfill the scriptures, I thirst. A jar full of sour wine stood there, so they put a a sponge full of the sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Since it was a day of preparation and so that the bodies would not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was a high day, the Jews asked Pilate their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who had been crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear and at once there came out blood and water. He who saw it has borne witness. His testimony is true and he knows that he is telling the truth. But you may also believe. For these things took place that the scripture might be fulfilled. Not one of his bones will be broken. And again, another scripture says they will look on him who they have pierced. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him permission. So he came and took away his body. Nicodemus also, who earlier had come to Jesus by night, came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds in weight. So they took the body of Jesus and bound it in linen cloths with the spices, as is the burial custom of the Jews. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden. And in the garden, a new tomb in which no one had, been yet, had yet been laid. So because of the Jewish day of preparation, since the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there. See the destined day arise See a wailing sacrifice Jesus to redeem our loss Hangs upon the shameful cross Jesus who but you could bear Wrath so great and justice fair Every pain and bitter throw Finishing your life oh Alleluia, Alleluia Lamb of God for sinners slain Alleluia, Alleluia Jesus Christ, we praise your name Who but Christ had dared to drain Steeped in gold, the cup of pain And with tender body bare Thorns and nails and piercing spear Slain for us the water flowed Mingled from your side with blood Signed to all attesting eyes 
of the finished sacrifice. Alleluia, alleluia, Lamb of God for sinners slain. Alleluia, alleluia, Jesus Christ, we praise your name. grant us grace in that sacrifice to place all our trust for life renew pardon sin and promise good grant us grace to sing your praise round your throne in endless days Ever with the sons of light, blessing, honor, strength, and might. Alleluia, alleluia, Lamb of God for sinners slain. Alleluia, alleluia, Jesus Christ, we praise your name. Next scripture reading is from Isaiah. You want to turn in your Bibles to the book of Isaiah. It'll be in Isaiah chapter 52, beginning in verse 13. Isaiah 52, 13. Behold, my servant shall act wisely. He shall be high and lifted up and shall be exalted. As many were astonished at you, his appearance was so marred beyond human semblance and his form beyond that of the children of mankind. So shall he sprinkle many nations. Kings shall shut their mouths because of him. For that which has not been told them they see, and that which they have not heard they understand. Who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant, and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him, and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him 
the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and like a sheep that before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. And as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people. And they made his grave with the wicked and with a rich man in his death, although he had done no violence and there was no deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Out of the anguish of his soul, he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous. He shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. You can see reading that, that passage in light of the passage in John. Now, obviously Isaiah was written 700 years before Jesus walked the earth. And yet you can see how everything he did fulfilled that scripture. But when I read that passage, the line that sticks out more most to me uh, is the, is the verse that says it was the will of the Lord to crush him. And that's what this next song is about. It's, It's taken directly from that passage in Isaiah. It's called stricken, smitten and afflicted. And the message is clear that on behalf of us, he bore God's wrath in our place so that we might become the sons and daughters of God through faith. Let's sing this together. Stricken, smitten, and afflicted, see him dying on the tree. Tis the Christ by man rejected, yes, my soul, tis he, tis he. Tis the long-expected prophet, David's son, yet David's Lord. By his son, God now has spoken, tis the true and faithful word. Tell me ye who hear him groaning, was there Through fear is caused disowning, foes insulting his distress. Many hands were raised to wound him, none would end. 
interposed to save but the deepest stroke that pierced him was the stroke that justice came ye who think of sin but lightly nor suppose the guilt may estimate mark the sacrifice appointed see who bears the awful load tis the word the Lord's anointed son of man and son of God salvation is the name in which we boast Lamb of God for sinners wounded sacrifice to cancel guilt none shall ever be confounded who on him their hope have built Sacrifice to cancel guilt None shall ever be confounded Who on Him their hope have built next scripture reading comes from the book of first peter first peter chapter 2 starting in verse 22 first peter chapter 2 verse 22 speaking of christ he committed no sin neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. For you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. You can hear the echoes of Isaiah, even in Peter's words there. And, and this truth is, was so clear in that last song, especially the verse that says, uh, you know what, I'm going to read it again because it's so Ye who think of sin but lightly, nor suppose the evil great, here may view its nature 
rightly, here its guilt may estimate. Mark the sacrifice appointed, see who bears the awful load. Tis the word, the Lord's anointed son of man and son of God. And what that's saying is, we can so often think that, that sin is not that big of a deal. But yet, the, the, mark the sacrifice point. See what it took to purchase our salvation, the very death of the Son of God. That, that tells us the great wickedness of sin. And at the same time, the great mercy and love of God for us. That he would sacrifice his son in our place. This, this next song asks that question and then answers it. Alas. And did my Savior bleed? And did my Sovereign die? Let's sing this together. Alas, and did my Savior bleed? And did my Sovereign sacred head for such a worm as I was it for crimes that I had done he groaned upon the tree amazing pity grace unknown and love beyond shut his glories in. When Christ the mighty maker died for man the creature's sin. Thus might I hide my blushing face while his dear cross appears. Dissolve my heart in thankfulness and melt my eyes with tears. But drops of grief can self away tis all that I can do alas and did my Savior bleed and did my sovereign die amazing pity grace unknown and love beyond Would you pray with us?
Almighty, eternal God and Father, as we meditate and reflect upon the death of your Son, we can do little else but confess our own unworthiness of his sacrifice. So, Father, we confess our sins to you this evening. We confess and acknowledge that we were conceived and born in sin. And because of this, we are inclined to evil. We are slow to do good. Father, we confess that we have broken your holy commandments and that we have fallen significantly short of your glory. Without Christ, without his sacrifice, we stand rightfully condemned before you. God Almighty, the creator of the universe. We have no excuse. We have no plea outside of Christ. But Father, our hearts are broken over our sin. And so we humbly ask you for your grace and your help. Have mercy upon us, most gracious and merciful God and Father. In light of the sacrifice of your Son and our Lord Jesus Christ, grant to us and increase in us your Holy Spirit, that we may recognize our sin and unrighteousness from the bottom of our hearts, that we may attain true repentance and faith and sorrow for our sins and that we may die to them wholly and please you entirely by a new and godly life. Father, we know that this is impossible outside of your power. Would you strengthen us in this, this evening? Amen. Amen. Our next scripture reading is from the book of Romans. Romans chapter 3, verses 21 to 26. And then we'll wrap that up with Romans 8, 1. Romans 3, beginning in verse 21. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law. Although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. I'm going to keep going there. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance, he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. And then Romans 8.1, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. One of the interesting things about that passage is the part where I stopped. Uh, if, you, if you stop at verse 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, we kind of get stuck there. There's no, there's no gospel there. That's the bad news that demands Good Friday. Um, 
And yet we have a Good Friday. And because of Good Friday, because of Christ's work on the cross, we have verse, verse 24. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And then verse 24, the one that we hold so dearly and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. With, without what Christ Jesus has done, we are without hope. Uh, and with ha- without hope, we have no reason to celebrate. Um, even during the, the last few weeks that we've had, being apart from one another, without, without Christ's death, without his work for us, then we have every reason to live in absolute terror of viruses and traffic accidents and cancer and simply buildings falling on us. But because of Christ's work, we don't live in fear. We don't live thinking that at any moment condemnation could come our way. We live instead knowing that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Christ himself is our hope. We have one more song. Um, how deep the Father's love for us. The picture of what we see at the cross is a picture of the love of God. Let's go to how deep the Father's love for us. How deep the Father's love for us How vast beyond all measure That He should give His only Son To make a wretch His treasure How great the love, how high the cost the Father's wrath and plan displayed As wounds which mark the Chosen One Bring many sons to glory Behold the man upon the Upon his shoulders Ashamed I hear my mocking voice Call out among the scoffers It was my sin that held him there Until it was accomplished His dying breath has brought me life I know that it is finished I will not boast in anything No gifts, no power, no wisdom 
will boast in Jesus Christ, His death and resurrection. Why should I gain from His reward? I cannot give an answer, but this I know with all my heart. His wounds have paid my ransom. Why should I gain from His reward? I cannot give an answer. But this I know with all my heart. His wounds have paid my ransom. His wounds have paid my ransom. If your faith is in Christ tonight, that is true of you. His wounds have paid your ransom. And you stand before God with no condemnation Amen. because of the sacrifice of Christ. And, and if you're watching this tonight, and your faith is not in Christ. That is not true of you, but it can be. So I would invite you, I would call you, repent, turn from your sins, turn from whatever else you're trusting in and put your faith in Christ tonight. Be healed by his wounds. Amen. I want to end this evening with a reading. Uh, this was a reading that I found on an album, Fernando Ortega has an album called The Crucifixion of Jesus. Uh, I, I would invite you in this season, either later tonight, um, maybe tomorrow, to just listen through the album the whole way. Uh, it has songs, kind of tells the story of the last days and hours of Christ on this earth. Um, but this is one of the readings from this. And What's I just. What's that album called, real quick? The Crucifixion of Jesus. Crucifixion of Jesus. Yes. All right. Yeah. Fernando Ortega. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But listen to this. Listen to, to what this says. We'll just end with this. Um, and then actually, you know what? I'll read this and then do you want to pray? I'll do that. Yeah. I'll do that. Here's what it says. All praise, honor, and glory be to thee, holy and eternal Jesus. I adore you, O blessed Redeemer, eternal God, the light of the Gentiles and the glory of Israel, for you have done and suffered for me more than I could wish more than I could think of, even all the lost and the dying sinner could possibly need. What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? Blessed be your name, O holy Jesus, and blessed be that holy sorrow you endured when your disciples fled and you were left alone in the hands of cruel men who like evening wolves thirsted for a drink of your blood. And you were led to the house of Annas there they asked you ensnaring questions and were slapped in the face by him whose ear you had but lately healed. From there you were dragged to the house of Caiaphas and there all night you endured spittings, mockings, scorn, insults, blows, and intolerable cruelties. And all this for man who was your enemy, the cause of all your sorrows. What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? Blessed be your name, O holy Jesus, and blessed be your mercy, 
who when your servant Peter denied you and denied you again and swore he did not know you, you looked back at him and by that gracious and correcting look called him back to himself into you. Blessed be your name, O holy Jesus, and blessed be your patience, who were, acu- who were accused before the high priest and railed upon and examined to evil purposes and with designs of blood, who were declared guilty of death for speaking the necessary truth, who were sent to Pilate and found innocent and sent to Herod and still found innocent and were clothed in white both to declare your innocence and yet to ridicule you and were sent back to Pilate and examined again. Nothing but innocence was ever found in you. And yet you willingly stood condemned for the guilt of man. What is man that you are mindful of him? The son of man that you care for him. Amen. Our Easter service, when we celebrate the resurrection of Christ, is Sunday morning at 10.30. Uh, we won't be able to gather again as a church, uh, but you can virtually uh, join us as we hear the good news of Jesus Christ risen, as we sing songs of praise to our Lord and Savior who conquered death. Uh, another thing you can do is you can share an invitation to that online service with your neighbors and your friends who probably wouldn't come to a church building on a Sunday morning, even on Easter. Uh, but they might be willing to click. So dcbc.org, uh, it'll be on Facebook, it'll be on our live stream. And um, invite your friends and neighbors, invite uh, those who you know are very far from Jesus Christ, uh, so that they can hear the gospel and believe and be brought near. Uh, with that in mind, let's close this evening in prayer. Father in heaven, we, we praise you, we thank you. We did not deserve your son. We did not deserve anything that you have given us in Christ. We didn't deserve forgiveness. We didn't, we didn't deserve to, to hear from him, to hear his voice. We don't deserve the word that we have that tells us about our Savior. We don't deserve your Holy Spirit. Lord, in our sin, all we have ever wanted is to be far from you. And yet, you have brought us near to you by the work of Christ. And we thank you. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you that even while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Christ's name. Amen. Good night.